0: Welcome to the 2v1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zetmeyer, and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins, and we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover his plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody. This is Sonny and Cindy, and we are so glad that you are here with us today. We've got a great series that we're going to be launching. I love
1: this series. I think this is going to be great.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be talking about how our words will bear fruit. The power of our words, how our words reflect the health of our heart and our mind, how our words reflect our relationship with God, with each other and with others.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we believe that God is going to be encouraging you to tap into the power of the word and your words for the purposes of several different things. First of all, we believe that God's word and the words that you use are going to bless your life and your marriage. We believe that the power of your words is going to renew and restore your mind and heart, that it's going to propel you forward in whatever it is that God has invited you into. And we believe also that the power of your words is going to bear incredible fruit and create And cultivate a garden, not just a garden, but a farm and estate, acres of great things that will come to pass as a result of the word in your life and the words that you choose to speak in your head as well as out loud to yourself and to others.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I know this is going to be a powerful episode because we've already begun to change some of the things about how we are communicating because of what God's been showing us and we're experiencing the benefits already. Yeah, it's already. really
1: been amazing, hasn't it? Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is one of those things that you can implement into your life right away and really start noticing some of the quick results and blessings immediately.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually been kind of quite eye-opening, really. <laughs> yeah. Right. When you really start paying attention to what comes out of your mouth. Uh, not not that some of the things that you're saying are bad, but just maybe the way you say something, it it might not be really what you meant to say, or what you really believe in your heart, or or you know, you're just not saying it the right way. And so, exploring this has been really, really good, and it's really been on the top of my mind when I'm speaking. Am I choosing my words right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pray before we get started. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, again, to join you in what you're up to. And uh, we just thank you for that. Lord, we just release the power of the Holy Spirit today in this podcast. For those that are listening, Lord, we just thank you. Draw all of us close to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So um, we're going to jump right into some scriptures today so that we can listen in. To what God has to say about the power, the importance, and the value of our words.
1: Yeah, I want to just say something here, too. Um, As we're going into these scriptures, I think it's really important to realize that we're going to be talking about internal words as well as external words. Right. And the internal words we can think about, and we're going to explore here in just a minute, is the word as being Christ. And when we accept Christ that becomes internal within us the word becomes internal within us but then also internal words can be our thoughts words that we say to ourselves that no one else hears but we can say them over and over and over again whether they're good or whether they're bad and so they are internal but then also we have external words which then others hear Right. We say them out loud and we're communicating with others when we're saying those words. So a lot of these scriptures are going to address both the internal words and the external words. Right.
0: Okay, yeah. good, good. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, literally, yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> the Word became flesh. 1 John 1, 1-5 and verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him life, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And now verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm, I love that. So we see here that the Word was at the beginning with God and was God. All things made through him only. Life and the light of men came through the Word, shining in the darkness. And then in verse 14, again, God reveals that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So for us to say that the word is powerful is definitely right. an
1: Right? Yes, definitely. And so in Strong's Concordance, we looked at the root word for the word in this scripture. And oh my goodness, the the I just by looking it up, in in, in the concordance, the There are so many scriptures about the word and words in the Bible, and it it was like four pages in the concordance of scripture references, so it must have been like about 1,200 scriptures or something. But in First John, the root of the word, which you will see is capitalized in the scripture because it's sort of like representing Christ and his name, so it's a capitalized word, is the Greek word logos, and which has its origins in another word, lego, which means... Means to lay forth and to relate and then we go back to logos and it says this um, it's something that is said including thought by implying a topic also reasoning the mental faculty or motive and then in john the divine expression i.e christ okay so the word represents christ in that scripture verse there so the word is an expression of himself and i thought this was really telling that the root meaning was to lay forth and to relate. So cool. And after all, Christ laid forth his life right? because of fulfilling his mission to relate to us, to be in relationship with us. And so the same root word for, for Christ or the divine expression of Christ is used in many other scriptures to encourage us in the power of our words. And in Mark four twenty. This root word is also applied here as well. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Mm -hmm. Thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. So through hearing and accepting the word, which is Christ we will bear incredible fruit and abundantly you know it talks about 30x 60x 100x your fruit right so we're encouraged to hear and accept the word and in order to hear what do we have to do well we gotta gotta pay pay attention attention, right and we have to listen and mm, you know it seems like maybe there's a little instruction in there for us right usually is (laughs) but listening will lead to understanding and then understanding to accepting. And we reap the rewards of bearing fruit in our lives, like he said, exponentially.
0: That's so awesome. So in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. This is such a good reminder of the importance of hearing and listening and what it can lead to. Our faith comes from hearing through the word of Christ. In Colossians uh, 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God.
1: Ooh, I love that. Let it dwell, the word dwell in you richly. So I, I kept sort of pondering about the origin of the word And it was there from the beginning, right? Responsible for creation and life. Right. And that through hearing the word, you receive faith and the word of Christ will dwell in you richly affecting your heart and your mind.
0: Mm, Powerful.
1: So so the word or Christ through the parables that he taught is, is like, you know, he is the word and we are like the seed. And so by him coming into us, into our hearts and minds. That allows us to then create and produce and bear fruit in our life and in our marriage, right? Right. And so fruit begins to form as we hear the word and accept Christ. But it's up to us to tend to the garden, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's
1: a big deal.
0: Yeah. So think about what it takes to grow plants and fruits and crops and create life from a seed to mature fruit. Christ is the beginning the seed, and he invites us to bear fruit through him and his word.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool, Mm -hmm. right? So... Christ in us allows that seed to begin to germinate and take hold. And so one of the things that I think we've had to come to terms with over time, and we're still learning, is that in order to continue to feed God's truth into your heart and mind, into your garden, so to speak, you've also got to take time to pull the weeds, right? right? You got to pull those weeds of negative thoughts. You got to pull the weeds of false beliefs. You got to pull the weeds of other people's opinions that limit you and hold back your growth yes. right and and but then you also have to continue to provide living water of God's word to grow the fruit and bear good fruit during this particular season of your life. And isn't it cool that we are bearing fruit, but God also gives us seasons, you know, and, yes. and I just love the analogy of bearing fruit and realizing that you have different seasons that bear different fruit into your life at different times. And you want to take advantage of that growing season right now. Absolutely. So the words that you are choosing are either helping to bear fruit in your life, or they're not.
0: Ooh, that's powerful. Also, so if you think about the soil as who you are surrounding yourself with and what you are allowing to enter into the garden, are the bugs and toxic things that are poisoning are going to poison the fruit in your life?
1: Yeah, they're people that are bringing you down, or they're just not... They're not um, aligned with your faith and with what you are working on. What are we reading? What
0: are we watching? What are we listening to? Who are you hanging around with? What are the kinds of things you're talking about? Are you listening and conversing with people that challenge you to be, challenge you in a good way to hit your goals? To be more and to do more. Oh,
1: that's good. To be more and to do more. And you want to surround yourself with people like that because it is good for bearing fruit. So we've talked before about the principle of leave and cleave. And in your marriage, you might find that there's some weeds or some things that you need to leave behind. You need to get rid of those things that are not healthy for your marriage, that are not healthy for your garden, that are not going to help you bear fruit because you want to influence the atmosphere atmosphere that you're experiencing and really tend to what is going to benefit and bear fruit in your relationship and your words are a huge part of that
0: they are so we were meeting with some other couples last night and we were studying God's word on our communication with each other and one of the things that we talked about was from the study to becoming one And it was talking about three things that affect our ability to communicate, and it was discussing how our mood, our prevailing disposition, and our frame of mind Mm. can have a huge influence on our ability to communicate well with each other. And we can either close the spirit of our spouse, or we can open the spirit of our spouse even before we open our mouths. Oh, that's so true. Just (laughs) by the atmosphere, the mood. Our disposition, our frame of mind—that's going on within and around us at that Gosh, time. Gosh,
1: that—that's so true. You know, opening the spirit and closing the spirit. Um, It—it's—and it, it, you—you felt it before. You know, when there's sure. tension going on, when the emotion is high, and you got your arms crossed, and you're—you know—you're—you're just—you're you're not going to back down, kind of feeling. And you haven't said
0: anything, but you've said. You haven't said
1: anything, <laughs> but you know that. Uh, things might not go well in this discussion but right. you know and it was interesting too now that you say that you're talking about last night there was another comment last night um and it was based off of proverbs 15:23 and it says a, a person finds joy in giving an apt reply and how good is a timely word but the comment that was made that that it it was like they were saying when we take the time to think before we speak and really respond instead of react right. with words then we we can say just the right thing at just the right time and in just the right way and that's truly an art right communicating well is really an art
0: it involves some control
1: yeah absolutely it's it's an art of of putting the right words together and it's so important to realize that that What we are communicating has so much power, even without saying anything, that nonverbal communication that we have going on. So the way in which we choose to communicate has great, incredible power. We can we can bless each other or we can wound each other. right? Right. Or we can bear fruit. Or we can stunt the growth and let the weeds all choke it out and not give it what's it need in, right. in order to bear that fruit. Or we can also build up with our words or we can tear down. And so our words are incredibly powerful to the future that we're desiring.
0: Right. Right? Yeah. So if you consider the goal of communicating with your spouse as a goal of winning or losing, mm. then your approach to communicating is one that is set out to conquer the other. Yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. You're prepared to defend yourself.
1: Yeah, your whole demeanor changes. Right. Right. When that is the goal, is my goal in communicating, is to win this argument. Then that's what you're going to go after. That's right? right. Yeah. You may have even run through the different scenarios in your mind that you've played out, where you have that argument over and over again in your right? mind before you go actually have the argument. Right. But when your goal in communicating is consistent with God's instruction. As in Ephesians 4.29, here it says this. This is what God's instruction is. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If that is the goal, then you're focused on building each other up. You're considering each other's needs as you communicate. You know, because we all want to feel what?
0: That's the way God's called us to communicate. It, exactly. you know. <laughs> right. And we
1: all want to feel heard. We want to feel understood. We want to feel accepted and forgiven through our communication as well as encouraged, loved, and respected. So if that's our goal, our whole demeanor is going to change.
0: So if this is your goal rather than winning or losing, you can choose to be more patient and considerate as you learn the art of communicating mm, well. Yeah. You may come from a home that did a lot of yelling and screaming, and you may have a lot to overcome, but you can and you will through practice and applying God's word and through being intentional about your goals and desires as you communicate with each other. And begin to begin learning to improve your communication when you're not in the middle of an argument.
1: Yeah, and so when you are considering communicating differently with each other, you can ask each other questions about stuff and decide what you want to learn more about each other, and that's a great way to communicate. You don't have to be in conflict to communicate well. And in fact, it's probably easier to to learn how to communicate better when you're not in conflict. Right. But you can ask questions about your childhood or your best friend growing up. What are the toys you remember playing with? Why did you like them? ask what your favorites are. You know, just think of stuff that your spouse is interested in and ask them to, about it and let them explain it to you and just practice listening and watching their face light up as they talk about their passions. Communicating well doesn't just mean resolving conflict. Communicating well enjoys listening to the heart of your spouse so and what good. they have to yes,
0: say. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Proverbs 16:24 says, "Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. God ultimately is guiding us in the power of our words. Our words can build up, can produce fruit, can cause growth, can protect us, mm. can heal us, and so, so much more. One of the things that has helped us in realizing that sometimes you know that if it's, if you start communicating right now, things just aren't gonna aren't gonna work out very well you know it can get blown out of proportion because emotions of the situ- about the situation are running too high
1: yeah right so sometimes in order to be more successful communicating during times like that you're gonna need to agree to walk away for a bit like we were talking about get your hearts right bring the emotion of it all the way down or at least a good bit down right, right. in order to get there though, Sometimes, like you were saying, we really have to prepare ourselves. We got to go in prayer. We got to go ask for forgiveness, maybe with God. We have to address the condition of our own heart and what might be going on. Maybe we spend a little bit of time thinking it through and what and and positioning ourselves as our spouse. You know, maybe okay, maybe I can see their point. Maybe I'm overreacting a little bit, or you know, you can calm down and maybe it doesn't need to be as dramatic. Well, the as moment it was. the moment
0: we start to think it through a little bit. The moment we start to think of the others first, the moment we start to pray about it, ask God, then we start to cool down right quickly. Right.
1: Right. Yep. And yeah. when that, that it's so difficult when you're in the heat of the moment like that to control our emotions. So that's why sometimes agreeing to walk away is good. You get that emotional dial, bring it down. Remember when it's high, it is a bad time to make decisions. And that includes the words that you say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure there've been many couples that when emotions were high, they threw out the words of divorce out of their mouths and they later wish that they hadn't said them
0: boy you know yes so powerful some words will get a destructive ball rolling that might be really difficult to yeah, stop yeah in James 1 19 through 20 advises us my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. In Proverbs 13:3, the one who guards their lips pre- preserves their lives, preserves their lives. But those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Mm. I think I, I think we are all in agreement with this because we have all probably been on both sides of the wounding and of being of being wounded, even wounding ourselves. Yeah,
1: you know, it really, it hurts my heart to consider how my words may have hurt others, even unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And I think probably more than anything, my words have injured you, whom I love the most, right? Um, and yet, how is it that we injure each other like that? Right. But what I keep being reminded of is, like what you said, our words are both internal and external. What are we listening to? what are we saying in our heads Mm. our self-control it can be in check when we're in different situations at work with friends we guard those words from coming out of our mouth we're really careful and that's great right and we've succeeded in controlling those external words but god also wants to bring to your attention your internal words the thoughts the words that never come out of your mouth those internal words that play over and over again in your mind your heart your soul you begin to realize that you need to deal with those words as well because they can be doing great damage to you if they aren't held in check. And so God wants us to not only be aware of the words that we let come out of our mouths, but the internal words that we're circulating in our minds and our heart.
0: Yeah, there are many articles that talk about the number of thoughts that you have in a day can be from seven thousand and upward. With with some of the articles we're referencing, sixty to thousand, sixty to seventy thousand thoughts in a day. Gosh,
1: that just, that's crazy to think that. But you know, some days feel like that, like you've got so much in your mind. Right? Yeah.
0: Different studies have found that many of these thoughts are negative. One study says up to 80% of them and that they are repetitive up to 95%. Mm. But I get excited to think about how God has a plan for renewing our minds, that he gives us, that he gives you his truth through his words and the ability to acknowledge the false beliefs and the lies to reject them and to replace them with truth, his truth.
1: Yep, he's got a solution, right? He does. He's like, I know how to help you with this. Yes. So, and it takes us back to the analogy of the garden, pulling the weeds so we can bear good fruit and lots of it. So we need to continue to realize the power we have To flip this around, to change our thoughts and our words and focus on our ability to bless with our words. Just get that mental picture in your mind, get that imagery going. You're standing in the garden. Man, the weeds are way high. It's choking out the sun from the plants that you're really wanting to grow. Right, right. But you could just start, just start pulling a few weeds here and, and paying there.
0: attention to the fact paying that they are paying attention, right?
1: Yeah. And just begin to to recognize them, acknowledge them, and begin to pull those weeds or those thoughts, reject them, and then you're gonna see your life begin to really change and flourish. I, and be, I really believe that. Yeah,
0: and be kinder to ourselves. Yeah. God tells us that his greatest commandment is to love him, then to love others as we love ourselves. God's words about you are so powerful, and as you confess and believe these words with your own mouths, you will begin to see your heart change and your situations change. Mm-hmm. You know, in Romans 12, too, it says, do not be conformed, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your internal words, your thoughts lead you to determining your beliefs. Your beliefs can determine your feelings and your feelings can determine your external words and actions that affect your most important relationships with God, with yourself and with your spouse.
1: Mm, Yeah. So those internal words, man, if you, if your internal words are heavily downloading the word of God into you, how incredible is the fruit going to be that comes from that? It's going
0: to be amazing. You just have to
1: trust God in that. You have to trust God in that and realize that he has great fruit for you, but you've got to get that, that, that word into your heart and mind.
0: That's right. So remember the scripture we said earlier, Mark four twenty, but those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. Again, 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100. Exponential growth. God's word will dictate growth and life and maturity and bear incredible fruit in your life through hearing and accepting the word. He designed you to bear good fruit. Oh, that's so cool. We are designed. We are
1: designed to bear good fruit. And God knows that it's not the world's pattern that's going to renew our minds, but that His words will provide the nutrients that we need. So the words we hear and accept will lead to great things when they are the words that influence us through our relationship with God. You're the keeper. And you're the steward of the garden, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. When you accept Christ, you have a new beginning that God gives you when you enter into a personal relationship with Him. Remember the word and the seed and the power that becomes available to you that will grow and mature and bear good fruit and good things in your lives. And it's expressed through the words and beliefs that you confess with your mouth. This is such a good reminder to me to the importance of choosing your words wisely.
0: Yes, the more you study about words and the power of your words, you will start connecting the dots that your words are a reflection of your beliefs and of what you are accepting and receiving into your heart and mind, and if you're if you're starting to notice and hear words that come out of your mouth that don't align with God's truth, then you can begin to change them and examine them and ask yourself, where are these words coming from?
1: Oh, that that's so powerful. Just st- start pulling the weeds. Start hearing things maybe in your mind or that are coming out of your mouth start to pull those weeds and expect great things to happen Absolutely. because it will.
0: It yeah will. in Luke 6:45 the word says the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So begin listening and hearing yourself and ask yourself about the power of your words. Acknowledge the relationship with Christ as the origin, the Word, the beginning.
1: Yeah, and then realize how your words come from God's truth into your heart, into your mind, and then are an expression of what you believe, and when spoken, Will have power to bring good things into your life, into your spouse's heart, into your marriage. Yes. If Christ dwells in you, then your words will be an expression of both grace and truth. Just think about that. That's awesome. Isn't that powerful? Yes. If our words were just filled with grace and truth all the time, that really hits home with me. You know, just imagine that. It's just it's just so intentional and really full of self-control right? right
0: so you have this in you through christ through the word you have this ability but it will take surrendering to self-control and to the fruits of the holy spirit as you do this the word in you
1: yeah this is really it's really kind of a daily thing right Right. <laughs> it is. it's a daily surrender minute by minute thing. it's a daily request for help from god to do this there is an art and a talent in communicating well. And so there are goals of our communication and words and expectations of producing good fruit and an entire farm of good fruit into your marriage, into each other, into your children. Your words are going to speak life and light and grace and truth into yourself and into each other. There are so many benefits to learning to communicate well and understand that your words will lead to wisdom and understanding that are just going to benefit you greatly. This is so worth spending time trying to get right
0: absolutely and so yeah just um and 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 if the more we spend time in god's word and then those words come out of us that just enhances our conversation absolutely yeah so and that's how we can grow that that ability to communicate right so we'll finish up with these words to live by in psalm 1914 let the words of my mouth And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Psalm 49, verse 3, My mouth shall speak wisdom, the meditation of my heart shall be understanding.
1: Yeah, it's so cool from those scriptures. You can see the goals are there. The goals of pleasing God, of gaining wisdom, of understanding each other. These are great goals and it's well worth the effort and patience you'll need to just start the process of listening to your words and making the adjustments in your heart and mind that will help you tend to the garden and speak life into each other so we're just so grateful that you guys have joined us today and we just know that god is going to bear some incredible fruit in your marriage and in your life and like sunny said this is something that you can start right away you're going to start noticing even a difference in yourself but in a difference in maybe the way that your spouse responds to you on something by just changing your words and maybe having your goal of communication now be more considerate and respectful and honoring, right? right? Yes. And so, but in the uh, show notes, we have put all the scriptures that we've used today and there are so many more, but it's so worth your time to start meditating on some of these scriptures and really downloading them into your heart and begin to believe them and let them just be part of cultivating that garden of good fruit that's going to take place in your life in your marriage and and in your relationship together so we want to close out in prayer so father we just thank you so much lord that you have been there from the beginning that you are the word the word was with god and the word was god and so father we are so grateful for the internal word that of you dwelling in our hearts and minds and lord we are so grateful for your truth that, that bathes our mind, that renews our mind when our minds need renewal, Lord. And so forgive us, Father, for the words that we've said that have hurt others, that have been um, condemning to ourselves, that have just not led to good fruit. And so, Father, help us to be more aware of those words. Help us to be more aware of the thoughts that we're repeating in our minds and, and help us to be more aware of, of the words that we are saying to each other and how we're saying them, and the timing in what we're saying. And so, Lord, we want to learn the art of communicating well. And so, Lord, we know we need your help in that. So, Father, just... First of all, help us to become more aware of the words that we're using and help us replace them with your words of truth. Lord, guide us and direct us in this. Help us to continue to come back into your word that that leads to that 30x, 60x, 100x, the abundance of fruit that you want to take place in our lives. So, Lord, there is hope our relationships there is hope for our situations lord you want to bring forth good things and lord we ask that you would help us to confess with our mouth the things that we believe and trust you for and so we are so grateful lord in the power that you've given us through our words so um, help us in our endeavors lord we thank you for each of the couples out there lord that you would just bless their marriage you would bless their life that you would have an abundance of fruit for them to enjoy and experience and that lord you partner with us in cultivating this great garden of words and so we thank you and we praise you father in jesus mighty name amen
0: amen hey guys thanks so much for for joining us today and Hey, if you'd like to comment, get, uh, ask us some questions, just send us an email. You can email us at hello at 2B1Life.com and we would gladly respond to you. Hope you guys have an awesome week and we look forward to seeing you again very soon.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything. Just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1 Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.